0: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, in a time of civil unrest, Jedi Masters Redhead and Mike talked movies, mental health, and pop culture. Most didn't want to listen, having been seduced by the powers of the dark side. But a brave few souls tuned in to hear utter nonsense that awakened them to the power of the force. Armed with knowledge, our rebel listeners became empowered to confront the seductive forces of the dark side and restored balance the galaxy
1: all right you're doing it again you're listening to another podcast welcome back everyone we're so glad that you're with us i'm the redhead family therapy guy and a mic and we're doing this thing we call podcast, and this is such a big deal
0: it's our year anniversary episode.
1: Happy birthday to the Redhead Family Therapy. I dynamic. know.
0: Happy That's anniversary. Crazy. Happy anniversary. So we, I mean, we probably recorded the first one in like late August or early September, but back then we didn't know what we are doing at all. So it took us a while to get it like uploaded, edited and everything. Such and needed. we actually posted on September 25th. Which is
1: the year anniversary that we're mm, releasing this. So exciting. And the thing that's really exciting is that we get to talk about Star Wars twice
0: we do because you never stop learning
1: that's right so michael and i have had some minor technical
0: difficulties
1: of already talking about star wars but i think it was very fortuitous that michael and i get to talk about star wars yes and it's not like we minded and it's not like we well i wish it it would be fun it would have been fun i wish i could have salvaged some of it
0: but I just couldn't get it to work and I tried a bunch of things, but it just wasn't like if I would have posted it, it wouldn't have been doable. No. We, and We so, don't, wanna, we don't take want subpar. Two.
1: We don't no, want we subpar don't. products. So. But
0: it's fun because we don't care because the most fun thing is talking to each other. So
1: that's right. We get to do more talking. And we wanna just tell you about a bunch of exciting things that we're gonna be endeavoring to do this year. Of course mm-hmm. we're gonna endeavor to release every week. We're going to endeavor to be a little bit more movie mindful around programming and some holidays. Like we've got a whole, yeah. uh, we've got a whole lineup of scary movies or scariest. I'm excited about the Halloween ones. So wait, we're doing Teen Wolf, Hocus yeah. Pocus, Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. The Lost Boy, The Lost Boys, yeah, right? The Lost Boys, and. Oh. Uh, little, shop, little, shop little shop little
0: shop and little shop those are all so good so i'm really excited
1: to Dude, uh, little shop oh my gosh talk about i'm already them. excited to talk about those <laughs> <All right. laughs> i watched that movie so many times i watched that movie so many times i should probably save it but i'm gonna say it anyway that i recorded i put my you know the old school uh like boxes and you uh-huh. could record yeah, you could record box. on <laughs> I put my boombox next to the TV so I oh. could record the music from Little Shop so I could sing the songs whenever I wanted. <laughs> <Isn't> that cool. <laughs> that is awesome. But today we're talking about Star Wars and uh and so yeah, we're going to we're doing some more kind of uh deliberate program around holidays and then um, we're going to start a Patreon because cool. You know, We're hoping that you like what you're hearing and, uh, you know, there is a ton of time and a ton of energy and some resources would be really helpful and useful. And one of the main things we want to do with resources, we can tell you, is we really want to bring somebody on like a college intern or something and really see if we can get our media up because Michael and I like media, but neither one of us are media gurus and we're busy. We have families and to take so much time to create a media presence isn't in our wheelhouse, really, you know, besides what we've it's done. Maybe, maybe it'll catch, you know, and we can keep doing what we're doing. Um, but, and we've tried to mess around and we do some stuff. I try to at least drop a post every week and, um, but we just, we haven't been great with it and, you know, we want to keep getting our message out there. So we're hoping if we have some resources, we could hire an intern to do something like that for a semester. And if you don't
0: ready. want a Patreon and you just don't. want to listen, then also, awesome. don't. it's then still don't. fun. It's That's fun right. regardless of what you do. <laughs> and we're
1: going to keep being here as much as we can. Cause we like doing it, yes. but then eventually, Paramount or Disney is going to be like, these guys just need to talk about movies. So we're just going to hire them <laughs> to talk about our old movies and there's going to be this channel. And that would be promote- crazy. That, I have so many ideas of how it would be fun for us to talk about movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. If we oh, were yeah. seen as personalities. That if that could be our sole focus, man. My ideas would be endless too. It'd be so much fun. I have so many different things we could do that would be really cool. And really, the, the biggest
0: limiter, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest limiter is time right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, it's really time. Just
0: finding the time to do it. But it's still fun. And we love talking and we talk all the time, anyways. So why not record it? Right. We should only record certain things, though. Because if we recorded everything, people would be like, oh my goodness, we really want to listen to these guys. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> or they'd be like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> you're blowing my mind mind blown <laughs> yeah. my mind so thanks for everyone sticking funny. around for so long it's been so, awesome yeah thanks for hanging uh, with us for the year and if you're new yeah. or just gotten here we're so glad that you're here go back and yeah I think the best way to listen to us is to go back and find your favorite movies and uh, you know listen to us talk about movies you like and if you want to hear us talk about a movie that you like or if there's a movie that you love and there's a theme in it, then like pop it up there, man. Drop it in the chat. Let us know. Yeah, what we're going to
0: try to do like a group, a Facebook group
1: That's where people can, our
0: yeah, can do more. We'll just have to see what time allows. Um, but yeah, let us know. And then just remind us because we're all over the place. We're constantly trying to go back to lists people have given us of movies. And as we're doing that, we just think of movies that we get really excited about, and we're like, "Oh wait, let's oh, do, no, this no, one. No, do this one!"
1: <laughs> and then we're <laughs> and then we like, "What do we want to do this?" Week? <laughs> we're like, "What do we want to do We have a list of I don't know, Michael, how many is oh, on that tons. list? Gosh, at least thirty. We've got yeah. some cool ideas. I'm really excited about the idea of doing all the um, Unbreakable movies. Oh yeah, that that one we talked about doing,
0: like in February. Yeah, during, I don't even remember now. That one I was excited about too because I've only
1: seen the first one. I've not seen
0: all three of them did
1: we put remember the titans in our list of sports movies because we're going to do a bunch of sports movies yeah. i think we did we i need don't to put remember, remember i mean titans. it's been on a
0: list at some point but i we don't need know to put if it's it, on because that that's one of our other like
1: list our march our march uh we're going to do like hoosiers and some other sports movies yeah. Did we talk about rudy we need to definitely yeah we, are, do rudy. we have rudy on there
0: Yeah, we gotta do Rudy. So look forward to the future, people. Now I want to talk about Star
1: Wars. You're a good man. All right. So (laughs) Star Wars. All right. What's the best question to lead with? Oh man. All right, wait. Do we go like big into just like a favorite moment? Or let's start with favorite moments instead of going big themes, because that'll take us into our like our more reflective, deeper conversation. But just Mm. what's like one of your favorite moments or your most memorable moment uh, of the original star Wars. Like how about from a, how about this? How about this? Oh no. You were a kid. Mm -hmm. you Think about seeing that movie star Wars as a kid. Like what scene, like, do you remember what stood out to you from your kid memory? Oh my goodness. From being
0: a child. So like, I'm trying to think of the first time I can't even remember the first time I saw episode four um or star wars i'm not even so i i would think the first memory i have
1: or just the honestly the is kid.
0: probably luke um luke and obi-wan on uh, the millennium falcon when he has the the uh um, shield covering his eyes and he's testing himself, uh, you know, like, trying to like, use ah! like the force, yeah. Ah. And the lightsaber to test himself against those laser beam things. That's probably my very first memory because I always have been fascinated with um lightsabers the and the force. So that's probably yeah. my earliest memory. I don't that's not my favorite memory or my sure, favorite memory. What of you like
1: when you like to think of it as a kid. Yeah. That's I think probably it's my kind of earliest memory. I think it's dangerous to play with lightsabers in 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 space vehicles. I mean, <laughs> you drop that thing and we could have some serious yeah. problems yeah, you, know you I mean? could yeah, definitely
0: die. Instantly, I mean, yeah. maybe well, or I cut mean, they a have back cut to a tank, a hole. So, I mean, they could,
1: could cut a hole accidentally
0: themselves. in yes. the hole of the ship, like in you, like, Yeah, you're
1: <laughs> like, you're like, a sucked out of the vacuum
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if a back to tank could save you from that. Although, the force can, as we see in episode eight, right?
1: <sighs> no, <it's> not, <laughs> okay, let's talking get off track. Let's not talk about track. how. So,
0: what's your earliest memory of Star Wars?
1: I know it's tough, huh? It's hard to remember. <laughs> um, I think if I think, honestly, I think one of the indel like the indebital, indelible mm-hmm. memories
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my brain, I think I was really scared of the snake in the trash compactor yeah, and the trash compactor. I think point. the trash compactor scene, I think it like I was young enough and like sucked into the believability yep. of it as a kid that you know they're there, they're trying to get the princess. That's exciting, you know, as a boy. And they're, you know, they're they're complimented in their, you know, capabilities and they're in there. And I love the banter with Harrison Ford and Princess Leia. Like all of their in their banter is just fantastic That's and a- hilarious. And that scene of just being in there and that that notion of like being in a trash compactor yeah you know i mean then there's like the, but before it's even before that there's the snake and then it just like lets them go I don't know and then it's like and then the walls start coming in and i'm like what do you do like uh-huh. what do you do when you're in a trash compactor and they're like trying to put the thing up or whatever and they're like hitting the thing and yeah you know, and then you've got you know that team. is a very good memorable it scene i agree me. I, and
0: that's a good follow up question. What or were there any other scary parts? Because
1: we were mm-hmm. both young, you know, when we first saw that. I, I don't I, think. No. I don't think I was terrified of Darth Vader. I think I. I think he just was fascinating. But I don't felt. I don't think I was scared of him. But that, I don't, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, so no. the other thing I think I really remember is that what you asked, like what I really remember as a kid. What was scary? Oh, scary. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Darth Vader was scary. What else would have been scary? I remember I remember for sure as a kid feeling the tension of the final moment. Like yeah. Darth Vader, like at his throat. You know, you have people just dying and the odds are against them. Like I think I was I think I was really drawn in by the fact that they're losing. And and he's in the run and he's Like use the force. I think I really felt like the tension and the fearfulness and the anxiety of like, is he going to blow up the Death Star? Like, I think I really remember like feeling the real weight of that for sure. Yeah, I think I think
0: for me, Darth Vader. I think he was scary to me in in that if I were there, I would be scared to be around him. And then and then for me as a kid. I always thought the Jawas were like not not super
1: scary, but yeah, they're they're just like you can't see their face; all you see is their eyes. They got that, yeah, like like, grunty, kind of gnarly, kind of sloppy. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember kind of being terrified. But I'll tell you, watching it this time, like the throat choke and the murderous crunching. Of, you know, <laughs> whoever pissed him off. That was, I was like, dude, that's pretty. Yeah. yeah, Like, that's no joke. This guy's like a ranking officer. And he's like, well, you're in charge now or whatever. Like after he like, you know, his frustration takes him over the edge. That's pretty gnarly. I, I think it would have been. Cool, you know, for him to even be a little bit more of a rage monster, though. He was pretty pissed in the opening scenes, right? He does
0: a good job of being intimidating and yeah. upset. I would say one other part or one other thing that was scary to me as a kid was the Tusken mm-hmm. Raiders. For whatever reason, yeah. they just were so scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> They're just scary looking. And and the fact that they like were really good at just sneaking up, like they sneak up on Luke and just pop out. I remember that scaring, like, scaring the crap it, what, out of what, me as a kid. Where do they pop out? That's when or? they knock Luke out, right? Be- and before Obi-Wan gets to him. And he's oh, when looking through his introduced... like binoculars. Oh yeah, and he sees the um banthas or what are those things called that they ride on? Are they
1: yeah banthas or wampas I or know. I can't. Yeah.
0: But but he's looking at those, and then the Tusken Raider pops out oh, and, like, and then whacks him with his.
1: There's something about their like thing. growl that's really just disturbing because mm-hmm. it's so like animalistic and kind of yeah. like, devolved, and so it just feels like. Carnal and kind of visceral, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So something I remember us
0: talking about in our first run through was um, funniest moment. Oh, yeah. And you had asked the question and I can't remember even what my answer was. I remember. But I remember your answer. Yeah. Yeah, So share
1: yours. Well, so mine was, again, that same scene that was so terrifying and scary. And then like. They're saved, like R two D two saves them and C three PO is like, Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Listen, they're dying. And they're all screaming like Yeah, yeah they're
0: celebrating and Sorry. screaming and he thinks
1: and, R2- I- and, and C three <laughs> like, Oh, it's terrible. I don't wanna <laughs> It's so funny. You know, it's it's hilarious too, because I think we talked about that on the tail end of me kind of being irritated by C three PO. He's a little bit irritating to me, particularly now. I think I think more now. I think I think I liked him as a kid. But now he seems so naive and so Oh, so much of a throwaway, but in that moment, he was like, "Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. It was so funny. Yes, that is it was one of the funniest moments of the show. And
0: I'm trying to remember what I said for that was what I, yeah, that what I thought was, I don't it remember. wasn't that. Although once you said that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's a like really that funny scene.
1: Was it something about Leia and uh, and Han Solo's banter? Oh man, I, I can't. Well, just, we'll just think. What yeah, else remember. did you think was really funny? What else yeah, I'm
0: there? trying to think about. in the movie. What I, I mean, you don't
1: have the benefit of us watching it last night, you know. But
0: yeah, I can't remember what I said, but I remember that scene when you brought that up. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's really funny. And it might have been something between, oh, yeah, I think I did say Han and Leia because I've always found the part where um, Han, uh, you know, he's saying something about like he's the. The, you know, oh, I can't remember what part it is, but he's talking about being like the best pilot or knowing where he's going. And Leia is kind of like, Oh, are, are you, you know, oh, I can't remember what she says. Are you sure or, or you trust yourself? Or something like that, where there's just some banter. Yeah. And maybe I think that would have been it. Maybe
1: I can't remember. I feel like there was something else. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back to this. We're talking. Maybe <laughs> I'll tell you when we watched it, some of the, I mean, the, one of the things I remember as a kid was, I mean, it has, it just does all, it hits all the buttons, dude. I mean, that's the thing why it's been such an absolute, you know, rock juggernaut of an entertainment, you know, cultural phenomenon. I mean, the opening scroll and the music and the yeah. introduction to space is just the, well, this is something I remember we talked a lot about that was so wonderful about the show it, and even this time is the sound, yes, and not just the music. Of course, the music is just is the
0: unbelievable. Sound, like the the music and the sound, and then accompanied with the cinematography.
1: Yeah, you know, like
0: you were talking, I think last time about the suns, the suns setting, Dude, the two suns, scene. and the music, the trumpet that's playing or whatever yeah. it is that's playing right there. So reflective, is beautiful, and yeah, yeah it's,
1: it's just it really catches that moment of like because that's after. Aunt and uncle have been cooked on the fire, Mm. you know, and he's just he's just kind of reflecting, and he's faced with this, you know, with this dilemma or this opportunity or whatever. And yeah, I mean, there's you know, it's interesting too, right? Because you've got this red moon or sun, and you've got the 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 white one, which I wonder if that was really intentional. This this kind of foreshadowing of these two parts. Of the universe, Mm -hmm. kind of dividing, but it's yeah, it's such a solemn, reflective moment, and the sound is just the sound takes you to all those places. One of the things I really noticed this last time we watched was that every time a character is introduced or comes in, the music of that character plays. You know, like Darth when he walks in, and then the same thing when Leia shows up. It's a it's like the lighter Uh melody. You know, it's just such a cool use of the background music to frame characters, which gives them so much more depth and persona, right? Because you're getting this kind of multi, um, uh, multi. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Senses, like experiential, like a, like a, yeah, yeah multi, multi-sensory, right? You're getting visual, mm-hmm. you're getting sound. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think that's the you know really the awesomeness of of John Williams the Really, is that the composer? He, yeah, how he well, and he does so many like all, all the movies that he's done. Uh, you know, uh, um, uh, oh man, Indiana Jones, man, my brain almost went blank. So, Indiana Jones, he did also like all the movies, and I think ET, he even did
1: like oh, we wow. always
0: mention the music, God, and it's he just so has good. this way of really bringing you in. And it makes the movie even that much more interesting. But the sounds of Star Wars are, yeah, also are so amazing.
1: iconic. The pew, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things about the lightsabers. I mean, do you even have lightsabers if you don't have the boom, boom? Like, I, I mean, know. Do you, if you don't have the static uh-huh. and the power and the, and it's the, just the, not the same. Right. And I remember watching the extras and seeing how they came up with it. Didn't he, like, strike something metal on these, yeah. like, support metal rods for uh-huh. towers or something like that? And he's, like, recording it or whatever. And Which so, is just, crazy
0: to yeah, even think of how so
1: to, like, cool. make that sound. Like, yeah, like, how does... And I think I remember... This might be in Return of the Jedi. Like, I think he mixed, like, animal sounds for the roar of that beast that Luke um, fights at the beginning in the dungeon. The Kong Oh, no, no, the ice... Oh, I can't, is he, you know, that he hits with the, he kills with the door. I can't remember what he's called. Yeah. But so, yeah, the sound quality and the use of sound just make it so immersive. You know what I mean? And so. I remember as a kid, I would always play with, you know, pretend lightsabers or or
0: whatever, but I would never just play with them unless I was making the sound like, like, you know, just making some type of sound to go with it. Yeah. So. What do you feel like are uh, your most memorable, like the things that you uh, take away from this or the scenes you take away from this movie and and just don't ever forget?
1: Mm, The most unforgettable moments of Star Wars Um, Well, you know, I I guess one of the things that Star Wars is, is like the introduction of the characters, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I think one of the things that, I think one of the things that drew me in, you know, being at that such a impressible, impressionable age when I first saw saw Star Wars would just be, it's, it's really mysterious, right? I mean, I think I really was trying to understand what the force was and it, it's such a, it's such a powerful and profound metaphor. It strikes is true, right? That there's like light in all things or energy in all things that bind us together. I mean, just that very short line that Obi-Wan says to Luke when he first has his dad's original lightsaber or whatever, you know, that it's the force that binds us. It's in through all things. Like, it's just like a three line sentence. It's not a paragraph. It's not some resuscitation, but like in three lines, it was just so like profoundly like, Fascinating and mysterious, and and Obi Wan, you know Obi Wan is just is such a deep and cool character. He has that feeling of a guy that's a master, a guy that's been through it all. He seems
0: so wise, right? So he come wise. Ac- he comes across so wise and so mysterious. That I feel like you're just drawn in automatically to, okay, what is this? What's going on? I want to know more. Yeah. And and the way that Star Wars plays out, and he ends up, you know, once they get on to I think they get onto a Star Destroyer, right? They're on a Star Destroyer and and oh yeah, because they're they're try they get tractor beamed in, right? And they're trying yeah. to turn off the tractor beam. Right. And I love how he is able to just you, you know, you're introduced to him being able to use the force to distract people mm-hmm. and to kind of sneak around. And then he has this interaction with Darth Vader and you, you get this sense of, you know, something grand or something more that you were introduced to, or your interests were peaked you know, Well, I guess you don't know a lot about Darth Vader, but your interests are peaked because he's the one who killed Luke's father. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, then you have the culmination of this really mysterious, interesting man who, who in this fight scene says to Darth Vader, "If you strike me down, I'll only become more powerful than you can understand," or something like that. Yeah, more and powerful then, than you can imagine. And then yeah. Darth Vader doesn't even strike him down. He literally just smirks at Darth Vader and poofs away. And yeah. it, and for me, that's always like, what the like? Yeah, I that's remember such thinking, a grand "Wow!"
1: Moment. And I don't think. As a kid, I noticed you made a big deal about that the first time we talked it through. And I and I and I think I was aware of it, but it's really such a subtle, profound thing, a knowingness of a master. Yeah. And Darth Vader being so enraged and so, you know, certain of whatever his mission is, you know, as cool. he's ruling over the universe or galaxy it's or whatever. Always been something that
0: sucked me in with Obi-Wan. Uh, you know, and he's He's just i I love obi-wan he's mm-hmm. my favorite character and always has been I love him in expanded universe um uh novels and and even in the cartoons and but one thing that you talk about like the mystery of this movie I feel like the way they use obi-wan in it just magnifies this mystery yeah, so much because he, he leaves in this mysterious mysterious way but he's not gone. He still's there in force spirit, right? Where he talks to Luke and guides him. That to me is like because you don't even have Yoda yet. Right. Yoda doesn't get introduced till Dagobah.
1: He's yeah, he's coy and he's, you know, he's coded and he's Yes. And and they really stay true to that. Like he really in all the scenes. I think I was more aware of that this time around. Um, he's very mysterious and coded and And why, and then becomes the voice of conscience in Luke's head. And it's such a profound. And in Yoda's head. Right.
0: It's a great. But we don't find out till the next movie, which is such. That always has fascinated me that he's the calming influence to Yoda Mm. on Dagobah. And it's It's too young. It's so interesting. For me, Yoda is so cool. And he's my favorite favorite by far. and you get added on to that with with the prequels when they eventually come out, right twenty ish years later. But with with Obi Wan, he's like this mentor that m- for me ends up mentoring Yoda. Yeah,
1: well, Yoda and is mentors tired, it's so he's cool. Broken down, tired. Yeah, he. Well, he, yeah, Yoda like, is very. It's old. like it's like Obi Wan <laughs> just kind of. It's like Obi Wan held on to his place. You know, maybe Yoda yeah. Kinda, maybe Yoda in his hundreds of years just kind of like was like worn. Well, out. well, and Yoda. I mean, we we can save that for when we talk about about uh Episode yeah, Five or Empire,
0: Empire Strikes Back. But Yoda definitely had. I mean, he's an awesome Dude, Force user, awesome character. You can't really beat that. But for I me, can't. I just always have been pulled in by Obi Wan, and I love it in this movie, right? Because yeah. it adds to the mystery and the intrigue yeah. so much. I love the way that he. I don't want to say gets defeated or dies, but he poofs away into force spiritum. Well,
1: well, I mean, if, if, if Luke is the new hope, Obi-Wan's the catalyst for that, right? Because, because, you know, one of the things that's really, you know, clear that they do well, I mean, you know, Luke is saying that he wants this opportunity to get off the farm and go out into the world. But then when Obi-Wan kind of invites him to that, when the message of Leia is revealed, he's like, no, I can't, you know, I I can't do that, which I love. I love for two reasons. I love one because it sets up his arc, but on the other, it also demonstrates Luke's loyalty to family. I mean, even though he's frustrated by his aunt and uncle, like he's a dutiful son or a dutiful nephew. A dutiful person that he's like. No, I can't leave them high and dry. I I do need to stick around. They need my help. You know, that's what's always been so interesting about Luke is he
0: is diligent and dutiful. He he is the the I will do what's right person. Yeah, and and it's really interesting because you have glimpses like if you read um, uh, Stephen Zahn's trilogy. Uh, you get even glimpses into kind of this, you might call it a gray Jedi type uh, activities where Luke just doesn't know because he's the new hope. Like there's really no
1: one there to train him right. fully. I mean, that's Yeah, because he's the one that like turns yes. freaking Darth Vader, his father, well, which is so profoundly deep. The cool
0: thing about Luke is no matter what throughout those uh even that expanded universe the the thron trilogy and in the movies he stays true to you know to what his what he believes his purpose is in in right even though he's you know he has all these opposing forces and i love that because in the beginning he even says well wait i have this duty that mm-hmm. i've i don't want to break and yeah. and you know it's a sad thing because his aunt and uncle are burned to a crisp
1: yeah, <laughs> in this fried PG toast, movie, yeah, <laughs> right? Fried right. Toast, man.
0: but <laughs> well, you're right. It takes that for him to be able to leave, which is such a cool, cool thing to think about is how strong can we hold to our principles in, in the face of,
1: Oh, this, this looks appealing yeah. or exciting, or that looks well, appealing. And exciting? We're, we're, becomes, we're challenged with that every day. Right. Right. Well, and that becomes these defining moments, I think, that call mm-hmm. forth our character, which is what the trials of life are meant to do. Yeah. One of the ways to consider and understand uh, opposing or difficult experiences is this opportunity to show forth what matters. You know? Yeah. Something I remember that we talked about, I don't remember how mm-hmm. we, we arced into it, but it's I'm reminded of it. And I think it's something I want to make sure we don't, we don't forget to cover okay. is how we were struck, how Luke wasn't all that broken up oh, you know, about yeah. the loss of aunt and uncle. But then when Obi is lost, we he did a tremendous talk about this emotional response. Yeah. And I liked some of your comments that you had
0: about that, you know, and I think I, I had asked you, so what are your thoughts about why he showed more emotion or at least in the movie we saw more emotion regarding obi-wan than we mm-hmm. did with his aunt and uncle yeah do you remember what I your think, response was i think my
1: point was just this idea of projected loss mm-hmm. right that that obi-wan i think you might have still been in shock or you know caught up in what can we do for the princess or whatever and uh with obi-wan it was like he's the person i can look to there was somebody strong there was somebody yes. there there was somebody to guide and so now if he doesn't have a guide to hope you know or a gu- like like you're asking me because obi-wan's like i'm old you know i'm uh-huh. too old for this you need to <laughs> you know he's kind of calling forth you know luke into the adventure or to stand up and it's like luke's like well how am i supposed to do that if i don't have a guide and so i think yeah. it's then the compounding loss Or it really is hopeless. Like, how can I be trained? You know what I mean? Or how can I be, you know, who's going to guide me? Which is really cool now that I think about it, that the guiding force or the guiding, you know, that Obi-Wan is the guiding force for Luke, but how that's transmuted in like a voice in his head, right? Like how kind of profound is that, that the actual Obi-Wan as a person is taken away as a distraction so he can escape and then you know he's guided by the force and blowing up um the death star and then it's even the voice is it in one or is it in two i think it's oh it's in two right it's in the beginning of two where he hears the voice as he's dealing with the the hairy white monster in the snow where he gets go to dagobah he's like yoda dagobah you know yeah. or whatever but it's well, when interesting he hears that, his voice
0: in in this one too right right or, right
1: but that notion of being guided by this inner yeah. voice of truth is really kind of profound so yeah i think i, I think is that what i said last time we that
0: is yeah and i and i found something interesting in in that also um you know and i i talked a little bit about parenting and and what was interesting to me is that the aunt and uncle? You could definitely tell that. I think it's Owen Lars. I think is the uncle's name. So he's the ste- uh, the half brother. He's the half brother of
1: Anakin. Oh, I think we also like we're like because he says, you know, I'll make it up to you next year, and it's like, what's this guy going to make it up to? Him? <laughs> yeah, well, I I find it really interesting
0: because you can tell that Owen there there is some some issue there where where he makes reference to this idea that you know i I I wanted your father to to stay or or I you know oh, I didn't want him yeah, to leave yeah, yeah. and so there's this fear there's this fear with Owen right. and I think if what we do as parents out, oftentimes mm-hmm. is we allow that fear, to guide and direct what we say and do with our kiddos. And what's happening with Luke is Luke wants to know more and Owen won't tell him. And it creates distrust and it creates insecurity. It creates distance and it oftentimes pushes out. And so, you know, I I think as parents, we worry, what can I say? What can't I say? You know, and I I think that... And parents always say too little most of the time. Yeah, I think ruling on the the side of openness and honesty yeah uh in in the you know the protection of of my child being able to talk to me about this thing is always going to create the connection that's going to to result in what you you really desire for your your kiddo
1: and more closer me, to what you result to and what rem- you desire. And remind me, is Owen the half uncle or is it the sister? Like, so Owen's the half one? brother to Anakin. So that's his half uncle So half-uncle. they shared. <laughs> oh, that's because after he left as a little kid. Yeah.
0: So he in married episode his dad,
1: three Owen's dad and mom.
0: Yeah. Anakin's mom marries um, Owen's dad. Yeah. The Lars, Owen's dad. And, and he, he, I think he purchased her, if I remember right, as a slave right. and then they fell in love and then they right. had Owen. They had Owen. And so then, uh, Anakin so really finds out when brother. he comes back to his So it's really his big his brother.
1: It's really his big brother. Anakin, trying to per- Owen is, is, is Luke's big brother, half big brother trying to protect him from becoming like and, his dad. No, no. Owen is, is Anakin's half brother. Oh, so that would be his his uncle. Duh, duh. Thank you. Duh. Yes. Um, got it, right. And
0: so what's really interesting to me is that you have this with, with parents, and I do it too, where we really kind of have this, this quandary and this balance of how much do I say, what's appropriate to say. And I don't think there's really anything that's that we should keep secret. I, I think that there's an appropriate way to uh, communicate with with and children based on their age. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But I think we should always have and uh, communication and answers. Yeah, empowerment. Mm-hmm. And so, what's really interesting to me is Obi Wan gives him answers. He doesn't hold anything back. He share. Well, he holds a well, little bit back, right? But he shares with him says answers to his Darth questions. Vader killed your yeah. father. It's like which oh, you know which is but the twist. point being in sharing that luke felt automatic connection with him right because trust. there was more info than he ever got from well, his aunt or uncle well and and i think per- that that's an important thing to consider yeah. in parenting yeah. is what is that balance and really am i giving you know am i erring on the side of giving as much information that i can and not holding anything back cuz even even obi-wan right holds something back but he gives more. So giving more information, giving as much as I can, and just making it age appropriate, and that creates connection and trust. Well, it and, doesn't and, create confusion, which confusion right. distances us.
1: Go ahead. Right. No, no, you're good. And in that scene, too, he's really – he has this air of like, I'll tell you anything, right? Like yes. his his presentation – and his vibe in that in that space where Luke's like, well, tell me about my dad or well, tell me what happened. To be and he's, all, and he's real, just kind of like exactly. floating with it,
0: you know. Well, to be fair to uh, to aunt and uncle, you know, Obi wan in in that moment has you know his his fears are probably different, right? Absolutely, and and his fears. Are, are being calmed and guided probably by the force. And he knows a little bit more information where aunt and uncle, their fears are restricting them or holding them back. I'm sure Obi-Wan could have fears based on his history with Anakin and, oh my goodness, this is this going to happen to Luke and all these things, right? But, but he's able to control those fears a little bit more so that he can share a little bit more information. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas aunt and uncle, they really, you know, I don't really know if we ever understand how much information they actually have.
1: I I think they knew it all. I think they really knew it all. And I think that they really were trying to keep Luke hidden away. And then I think uncle like, no, stay back for another season is kind of like, I hope I can influence this kid to just be a farmer. So he doesn't end up as some getting sucked into some dark force in the universe protection from uh, protection from Darth Vader. And protection from this ocean—that this notion that he could become evil himself, you know—because there's this seed of evil in him, because that's his dad, you know. So I think there's a lot of that overprotection. You know what I mean? One of the things that I think we really missed, and I think I think that's uh, really easy to do this, you know, as a couch armchair, you know, director. But I really think that uh, George Lucas blew an opportunity to set up Luke as a talented pilot. I think they should have had like a little montage or a little scene maybe after the droids or before the purchase of the droids of them flying like through a canyon or something in a ship that would have given some context to luke being a, a pilot and they could yeah, have even all we set get up, is
0: verbal right he, yeah and he says oh yeah i i, I i'm i able to i was able to track down a womp rat which is the same size as right. that target area or whatever they on could Tatooine, have easily
1: had like him and a buddy flying through a canyon and some reference some kind of like some kind of foreshadowing of that. My um, guess
0: would be the limitation was budget, yeah. right? Because I don't, I don't. Or t- I mean, I think he didn't have. Uh, he definitely didn't have as much resources as he did later. Yeah, in in later movies.
1: Well, because that. What's the first way? Do we first get Luke just messing around with the robots out in the deserty? Yeah, is we not, get him. Is uh, that where he's just like Uncle? Like when the the, ro- the droids are being sold, right? Like that's the.
0: Yeah, and he That's, he fix it like the uncle has him kind of clean him up and mess up, and mess fix him that. or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I think then, that uh, I, and then yeah, that, we
0: don't really hear anything until I think he's
1: on the rebel base in Yev on Yavin Four, maybe. I I uh, I also didn't realize like watching it this time too. Like the it it, it drags. It feels like it drags a little bit with the droids like you know and the droids getting to oh yeah luke it's like it drags a tiny bit you know what i mean in there i didn't i don't think i remembered that so much of the story was the droids you know yeah, what I mean? the which beginning. it really is like the droids are like this really integral part yes of is there a metaphor there is there a metaphor for these kind of Possibly, but... ai ishness and... Like,
0: there could be. Well, there's definitely a difference between R2-D2 yeah, and C-3PO. R2-D2 and and, and R2-D2, R2-D2, for me, has always seemed like a force-sensitive robot. But, you know, <laughs> that's never been confirmed. But he, he has these insights, He's the these intrigues. Sounds. He has this personality. He that's has this wisdom stuff. that comes <laughs> across time and time again, yeah. even into... Um, even you know, throughout the prequel and even into seven, eight and nine, or wait, yeah, is he at the end of seven or is it eight and nine? No, he's at the end of seven, because that's when they go and find Luke. But I love how he has this wisdom and and this this understanding. Um, and so for me, uh, I've always felt he's like he's the force sensitive robot. Right, like bunch.
1: giving <laughs> giving Luke a small part of the message and then disappearing to yes. go by Obi-Wan and then isn't yeah. that awesome? Like he's intelligent. I I I it's doubt really cool. I doubt
0: Leia was like, "Oh, if you meet anyone else, just show them." Well, maybe she did say that. No, I mean, she I was in a so. time no, crunch. She was totally, being chased. She was that's running of, around. That's all R2. Yeah. That's all the personality of R2. But I do love the beginning because that's when you're introduced to the Jawas. And for whatever reason, even though they're scary to me, I've always loved Jawas. They're just the so cool. cool. That really cool And I think we talked about Ewoks we love too. But, yeah. you know, and I think Ewoks just because episode six, Return of the Jedi, that was the first Star well, Wars movie I ever saw.
1: We also know that the movie absolutely is dated because there's no way that in yeah. our knowledge of uh, technology and information, they would have been okay with an empty pod. Because yeah. it's like a pod with no life force, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but the information could be in there. And so the nineteen seventy seven version, it's a great thing because I think,
0: I think, kind of, I think what they were showing is the lack of um, like critical thinking of the empire, like just most people that are part of the empire, like the empire just kind of really kind of persuades everyone into working for them because when it's when it's addressed to darth vader his immediate response is well yeah but the plans could be on that
1: yeah remember
0: that like he that's true he has this wisdom and so i i wonder if that was also kind of a play on hey the you know most of these people that are just working, working class, here are just working. Like working They're not thinking people. a lot about it. So that, all that's kind of how... Yeah, they're like, who cares? There's no life forms. Just let it go. Even though they're not hunting life forms... Primarily, they're hunting for the plans. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, really and all of part. those average workers that got sucked into it were blown up on the Death Star. Oh, like, I know. That's a kind of a genocidal moment. In a, you well, know it's, I mean? yeah, it's a small, it's a small moon planet, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like a planet. It's huge, and and uh, it's
0: it's interesting how that you know it, it's kind of this play on well you know it's a planet killer right and. but but that's not okay but then it's okay to destroy the planet killer so it's like this juxtaposition on um you know stopping evil at all costs but at some point you have to think man is there a point at which the cost is too high i don't know i mean it's a really interesting thing to think about
1: how freaking dark of a moment is that where darth vader the dad of leia is blowing up yeah. her planet in front of her. Like, well, gosh, what kind of deep, gr- like dark message is that your father, your, your corrupted father will crush all your dreams and murder everything in front of you to try well, to get you to do what you want, what he wants. And you kind of oh. learn, you know, later, right. When we have the prequels in late nineties,
0: early two thousands, we learn that uh you know i don't i don't know that he could even have a consciousness about it so much at that point because he feels that he you know he is responsible for the death of his beloved and and i think she was pregnant i think she he knew she was yeah yeah, yeah, right i'm trying to remember now yeah
1: no no she no no he found out after
0: right yeah i can't remember but i but he's he's feeling like he destroyed or killed his wife and, and, and like he wasn't able to save her. Right. And I can't remember if he remember, if he knew he, if she was pregnant or not. I, yeah, I know he didn't her. know there was twins, but, yes. um, but it's really interesting because
1: yeah, at this point he probably can't really well, tell. And that's where, that's where she was. That's where Padme was from, right? That plant yeah, that, that he blew up. I mean, gosh, how dark is that, dude? yeah she you're gonna blow up the homeland the home world of the woman like that is yeah that's a good point dark i mean that is i mean if you put yourself in the heart and soul but at
0: that point like
1: he's he's already thought
0: he's killed his
1: padme right he he, so for him it's probably
0: like there's no difference right yeah gosh
1: he's just sucked in get in line or the empire will blow up your planet is amazing freaking it's amazing that he
0: is at that point but by the end of this trilogy luke is able to bring some of him back enough so right that he can he can he can help luke which is really an amazing show of force that luke has um
1: you know well and he's playing on yeah playing on the kind of naturalistic attachment of a dad and that and he's playing on really it's it's really fascinating right because i mean i don't know if we want to we don't want to talk so much about this now but it's fascinating that luke plays on that paternal need to protect right? yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. really one of the ways that he gets he, he pulls in uh darth vader right you got palpatine and uh, that's a profound well, kids are result. good at that right aren't kids good at yeah. at pulling the heartstrings of their parents and <laughs> <Amen. laughs> they're, they're experts <laughs> they're they're absolute <laughs> experts <laughs> all right so I, what are oh i'm sorry no go for it uh what are so what is what is for you when you think of star wars in the original what is it for you that is like one of the profound themes that is so meaningful to you or or it came to you as a kid or, or just as one of the things that you think, I mean, there's all the coolness of all the things that we've kind of talked about, but, but what is it about thematically that is just so meaningful for you?
0: Um, well, as Wars? the, you know, as the movies progress, you really start to understand this is about a family. Um, you know, you, 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 you don't quite understand that after star Wars, um, you know, you, you might be able to, I guess, assume some things no, possibly.
1: That's why it's so cool because the reveal was so big. But, too, but,
0: but I love that it's about this family, and I love, uh I you know, I remember as a as a young boy, my first favorite novel that I read was Roots, and I remember reading Roots and just being so infatuated with this saga about this family um and over these generations and and that for me is kind of kind of like star wars where there it's this story uh a a generational story of this uh, saga of this family so that's one part and then the force of course (laughs) that rhymed the force is something that always (laughs) pulled me in um yeah i feel like we're doing that's like a wizard of oz thing but uh I really feel like the force pulls pulls you in and and just this idea of light side and dark side and utilizing the force, which is, you know, it's it's off, it's the harder path to go down, which most things in life that are worth pursuing that give us progression, growth, and meaning are slower and harder right it's that slow and steady progress and the dark side is 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 strong not because of that but because it it's quick right we're quick like anxiety anger fear those are quick emotions and they're They're quick to they are destructive emotions and so i love that that the really the light side dark side the the this idea of If I'm patient and I continue down this path of the light side, I can grow and I can understand and I can do things that will be for the right or the, I don't know if I want to say the right, but the the better development and good of those around me, even if it seems like sometimes things may not work out the way you want. And that's what I love about star Wars is that slow and steady path works out in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and maybe it doesn't work out the way we thought it would or the way we want, which is life, but it works out to our growth and development to where we become something, you know, that's that resilience piece. We become something that we didn't think we we'd become. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think those are my, I guess, draws towards star Wars. I just love space. I love sci-fi, so that helps. But I love this story about a family, and I love the light side, dark side, and that's what I loved about Rogue One. Also, and I I like Solo too, but Rogue One I really feel like played into with the the uh, the monks, the the Jedi mm-hmm. Temple monk, yeah, uh, monks. Uh, they played into this uh, like light side, MVP. dark side, force, right, wrong, the slow and steady path forward. Uh, so really intriguing and there's just so much i feel that's there within this idea of the force that it i mean you could just go on really
1: yeah i think it's for me it's i think it is i think it is the i think the notion for sure of of good and right and i think that i think the mystery of i think the mystery of the universe right i think that That We've talked about that or I've mentioned that a couple times in this discussion of like the mystery of Obi-Wan, his wisdom, the mystery of the force. The fact that there it's like there is this draw that there are things out there in the universe that are deep and meaningful Mm -hmm. and true and that there is power in it, power in knowing it. And that, yeah, like you said, it doesn't come easy. Like, I mean, if you're going to be a Jedi master, that's something that takes time. Yeah. And, 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 and reflection and diligence and restraint to be able to do something with, you know, I think all of that as a kid, I definitely was pulled into that. I think yeah. I was definitely pulled into that and i think that you know the profundity of like a lightsaber being able to cut through all things and the uh-huh. order and the order of those that wield those or these shamanistic you know uh cryptic knowing persons is yeah. just freaking cool dude like and i think that that just feels so right because I think I've met people like, you know, you've got, you meet people that are powerful and kind of on the go and they have the answers and they'll kind of give it to you. But people that really know things, you know, are more reserved about it, you know, cause they know to just dump it on you is like kind of a pro before swine or you're just not going to receive it anyway. And I think, you know, it's interesting as I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of having this profound moment because I think that's how my grandpa was like my mom's dad was really like that. He was mm-hmm. really like unassuming. He was this cop. So he was this good figure. Cause you know, I thought of police as good and he was really reserved and wise and his love was evident, but it wasn't like over the top. It was really reserved, um, but it was really genuine and he had like all of these mystical powers. Like he made things out of wood, which I didn't even <laughs> understand. I was like, my, like I remember like all this furniture and 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 I think I discovered it later. It was like, oh yeah, grandpa made that. Oh, grandpa made that. I'm like, when did he make it? Like uh-huh. who has time to do that? And like, how did he make it? Like, how did he make it? I remember looking, I remember as a kid, like there was all these clocks in the house and it was like, I remember looking at a clock and it was like, grandpa made that. And I'm looking at it like, it looks like legit. It's not like just this put together. It's like a very finished clock. And I'm like, That's awesome. how do you make a clock? Like how do, you do that? <laughs> like I don't even, like my dad, my dad worked in the ways of fabric and I watched him do that. And I saw him cutting things and sewing things. And so I I had some, though I didn't understand the measurements and how you made that work. Like I I know how those things put together, but it's like, well, how do you put together a piece of furniture? You know what Uh I mean? That's stable (laughs) and beautiful. You know what I mean? Like there was all of these things that he made around the house and, and then he, and then he inducted me, my grandfather inducted me and welcomed me into the world of golf which i didn't which i didn't like my dad didn't play golf i didn't watch golf and so as a kid i remember going over and being like there's golf clubs like what are those and he was (laughs) like you know he like took me to a driving range and i just started playing and then like he sent me you know a set of golf clubs for my birthday and so i just like did it and so i had this like kind of distant connection and he was this real and that's how it was too like we go to the driving range and he didn't try to like over he would just be like keep your eye on the ball you know like you know, let the club do the work. He just like had a couple phrases that I still remember every single one of them, you know what I mean, in my golf career. And and the golf's a big deal for me because golf, like, you know, was what I did through high school. It's where it got me to school, which then led to some really other big decisions in my life. And so I really credit my grandfather with this road that led me to many good places in my life. And so, so I think, I think that just got wrapped into all of that same stuff, you know, just mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just that, like he knows so many things that I don't know. He also like was into genealogy and I'm like, what the crap is that? I mean, like, (laughs) like he's tracing down people and mailing things off. My grandfather was just such a fascinating and deliberate person. And he didn't say a word. Like he's so, like we are probably two of the most different people you could ever know. you know what I mean he, I'm like the most outgoing in your face, talkative, curious, you know exuberant, you know opinionated you know people, and he was strong, he was just this force, but he was just quiet, yeah, just didn't say anything and but was very like well, I felt. Like just completely loved. Where I saw it was interesting because I think I saw that other people kind of were intimidated by him, which I didn't understand because I'm like, he's my grandpa, like he's so loving, like. But like I would jump on his lap, you know, and I would like be uh-huh. in his face or whatever. I'd be like, well, tell me about that or what is that or what's that? <laughs> you, know what I mean? and, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was just like really just like patient or whatever. So yeah, it's just I think I think uh, I don't think I realized. that those that those themes are all here you know yeah
0: and that's awesome i think when a movie really can touch us like that and help us to really identify with those around us and feel more connection and and meaning really i mean just makes a movie like that timeless right where you can see similarities and see, you just see actual life present where you can see connections to those that are around you and under understand. And I love that. I, I love, you know, just the arc of, of Luke throughout this, right. Where he has these mentor roles, he has Obi-Wan, then he has Yoda, and then he becomes this right. master, right he becomes this master no, jedi he I becomes jedi master <laughs> yeah he becomes so much so much more and i just love you know this idea that we all need an obi-wan or a yoda you know we all need a mr miyagi we need someone in our life at some point they can can guide us and and i think you know maybe we don't all all get that or or you know maybe there are those of us that that aren't able to find that or don't see it, and and we feel we do it on our own. But but I'm a firm believer, and and we really we really do need support and and connection from others to yeah. really become what well, what we want to become. And well, I that's one that of the other. Us.
1: I think that's one of the other really profound, um, like messages of this movie. Right, is that you have. A bunch of different characters that come together around, you know, fighting off the empire, right? But, like, you know, you got Han being pulled in, you've got this princess Leia, you've got these folks from different echelons of the social order, you know, a princess and like a farm boy, you know, and and they all have like their own story arcs, which is amazing, yeah, Yeah. to me, which is why it's so great, you know, yes.
0: And it really draws so, you
1: in, and and it makes it relatable for. I feel like anyone who watches, you can relate right, to one of them, right? The camaraderie, you know? the the differences, kind of being pulled in and and uh, and and drawn in. You know, even even those that are inhuman, right? Even yeah. the droids, you know. Yeah, that's that's what this is. That's why what we do with talking about movies is so meaningful and fun. Is because I mean, that's what the power of stories are. It's why we need stories. You know, yes. we need. We need narratives. We need stories. We need people to, we need, we need archetypes to guide us. You know, we need these truths that tell us that this is the right way. You know, clearly the dark side and the way of the Sith is no way to live. You know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? It falls apart. You know, it, it leads to, um, uh, a junior, uh, killing a senior you know what i mean like it's yeah it's not a system that upholds itself you know it is tyrannical it is wrong you know
0: well an yeah. interesting
1: thing is oftentimes you see this with darth
0: vader or with anakin where it's really his hatred of self that pushes him in that direction Yeah. and i think that that's the power of the dark side is really this absence corrupted. of understanding of who you are and what yeah, that means? You're, sense yeah, of identity. you're not bad. You're not this horrible person. You right. are this divine being. I mean, it's a miracle that any of us are are on this, this earth. Is a miracle, right? I mean, everything about. And it, so yeah. finding finding that inner light and finding that worth. Really uh, pulls us forward into desiring to connect and to serve, and not feeling this need to just survive or to do what uh, whatever you need to to survive or, just or to gain power or to or, yeah yeah
1: yeah that notion of of calming yourself or listening to an inner voice is just so deeply profound to me the fact and the yeah. fact that and the fact that Luke had to do that in the moment of greatest duress, right? Yeah. Like here it is, like, you know, evil is bearing down upon yes. him and he has to like, put down the instruments, which would have been a really cool part of the, uh, of the introduction of the scene that we suggested that didn't happen. If, if Luke in that moment was a talented pilot, but one that maybe trusted in his instruments. Yeah, something, and then had to like, yeah, he could hit that beast in the field at whatever speed, you know. But that he did that maybe with excellence, trusting in the instruments. But then having in that moment to be like, you can't trust the instruments; you have to trust your own capabilities and use the power from within Which to is guide. A
0: really cool metaphor. Yeah, you know, when it comes to do we base our worth on others' perceptions of us, or or what we think they think of us, or mm-hmm. do we ber- base our worth on what we you know who we are, what we are inside, you know the intent of our heart, desires of our hearts, and and that could be a really cool metaphor that you could pull or draw from that. Um, this movie is awesome. I'm excited to do all the rest of the movies Dude, um, but so slow and steady slow yeah well and there's steady.
1: <laughs> there's so many great things to continue to talk about i mean i could we could dive bomb into so many different metaphors and topics but you know i think we've covered some good ones today. we did it's i mean a great show man iconic we all love it man that music Yeah. one of my I, I wanted to say this before i didn't say it before you mentioned the the uh, composer of the music what was his name John Williams. There's a video. I think it's him. There's a video of these two youths that like find where his house is. Uh huh. They go out on his like front lawn or like from the sidewalk of the front lawn and they play uh, two trumpets or, a, a, you know, a French horn and a trumpet or whatever. And they play uh, the theme music and he comes out and that's like cool. and like listens to them finish off and then like chats with them and he's like so cool to them he's like you did so good that was so great that's it's just awesome such a, it's like a really warm genuine person and just like you know just really cool Go look it up on youtube yes all right thanks for joining well, everyone it was a fun done one it. you've one been with year. us for one year <laughs> or and if you haven't that's okay but we've been at it for one year and uh stapled it off with uh With a great one, a classic Star Wars. Yes. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate it.
0: Been good. Adios, amigos.